Let's pray together. Oh, Father, we have recognized over the last few weeks that uh, the battleground in our life is in our mind. And uh, God, as we've thought about what we think about, we recognize there's a lot of things going on up there. Some very good and some very bad and many things in between. And Lord, we just pray that you'll continue to give us the tools, even this morning, to win that battle. And God, I thank you for all the people who've been communicating and talking about this, Lord, and praying about this and beginning to get their thoughts captive for you. God, bless us all as we seek to obey you in that way. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, Last week, as we talked about the battleground of the mind, we talked about some really practical things that you can do to try to get your thoughts under control. The most important may be that you need to realize that God is your partner. You're not doing this by yourself. Then you need to begin to recognize those negative thought patterns that go on in your life. Maybe some that you have thought for years and years and years. And then you reject them decisively. You you take some kind of stand and say, in the name of Jesus, I'm not going to think this. And then you begin to replace your thoughts with God's Word. And that may be a great, great key for us. Is we learn to memorize Scripture and we fight those thoughts from Satan with Scripture. And, And then the fifth point is the one that I think is also very critical. Is that we repeat these things over and over again. You say, buddy, that's what bothers me about this. I just want a one-time victory. And what you're saying to me is is that this is going to take a lot of work and a lot of repetition. That, That so often what I think, when I think right, it wears off and I go back to the way I used to think. Anybody think that way? Well, let me say this, guys. So does a bath. But from what I can tell, most of you took a bath this morning, all right? It wears off. There's lots of things in our life that just sort of wear off. That's why we learn learn to be repetitious in what we do. And guys, I think that's the real challenge of this message series, is that you develop some thought patterns that become repetitious in your life. Just like it took you a long time to get here because of repeating thought patterns, it's going to take you a while to progress, but you can Now let's look at this scripture, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. He says, be careful what you think because your thoughts run your life. I love that passage. Be careful what you think. The word there, careful, in many translations is guard what you think because your thoughts run your life. What's he saying? You need to guard what goes on in your mind. Many of us, our problem of how we've gotten to this point is that there's been no guard. And so this morning, we're going to have a very simple message, but I want to talk to you about developing a border patrol for your mind. You know, since 9-11, we as a country have gotten pretty intense about protecting our borders. Because we realize the people who flew those planes into those towers and into the Pentagon... We're actually living in our country because our borders were so unsecured. So we've invested a lot of time and a lot of money to secure them to keep the terrorists out. Here's what I'm saying to you today. There are some mental terrorists that want to come into your mind and you need to invest in a border patrol 
to keep out the negative and allow in the positive, all right? See, the problem is that without a border patrol, we become double-minded. James chapter 1 verse 8 says, a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. What what does that mean? What does it mean to be double-minded? It means to think two things at the same time. Because that's what we're finding as we think about what we think about, aren't we? There's some good things going on up here, but there's some bad things. And my mind goes back and forth. Guys, I think that's the battle of the spiritual life. Most all of us love the Lord, wouldn't be here. Want to do the right thing, want to please Him. That's part of our mind. But but the danger is if it's only part of my mind and my mind is double-minded and I'm also so drawn to the world, I'm also drawn to things that are not right and they're sinful and things that are certainly mediocre and not of God. And so it's that double-minded mind that begins to be dangerous. I love what one sister said in one of the groups I was in this week. I thought she was so good. She said, I've been thinking about what I think about, and my mind is a mess. Any of you feel that way? It's just a mess. And those is double-minded. And you know what that leads to? What James says? Instability. Spiritually and in life. I love the old Indian proverb where... Uh, Indian chief was describing to a young man about this mental battle, and he described it this way. It's like there are two dogs in your mind that are fighting, the good and the bad. And the young man said to the chief, said, which one will win? And the chief wisely answered, the one you feed. That's what's going to win. And guys, when it comes to the battleground of our mind, it's what we feed. So here is our answer today. We need to set up a border patrol to keep out the negative thoughts and let in the positive thoughts. That's our challenge today. How do we keep out the negative thoughts? How do we let in the positive thoughts? Now we're going to go this morning to a border patrol expert, all right? If you have your Bible, go to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4 is one of the most positive books in all of the New Testament. In in fact, if if today you're looking for something for your quiet time, and you don't have anything, and you're struggling with your your thought patterns, I would say, go read Philippians. You say, well, why, why is it so important? Because we got an expert here. Here's the Apostle Paul writing the most joy-filled, positive book in all of the New Testament. And yet, listen to his circumstances. He has been falsely accused. He is imprisoned from his enemies. And then his friends in the church, at least he thought were his friends, because he is imprisoned, are now taking advantage of him. And they're out spreading false rumors, trying to defeat his ministry. That's pretty bad. Falsely accused, imprisoned. Supposed friends spreading false rumors, and then add on top of that, he's under the threat of death. Under the threat of death. So so for a man to come out of this being positive and having good mental thoughts, man, this is this is amazing. So so we're going to a man who knows something about it. 
And he's going to tell us what to do with the negative thoughts and what to do with the positive. Let's start in verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. In view of his circumstances, is that a pretty amazing statement? Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. The Lord literally is at your elbow. Here we go. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That, that word guard, that's the word for a sentry. A group of soldiers, what you said. You want to set up a border patrol? Around your mind, let me give you some advice, Paul says. And here's the way I'm going to break it down to you today. First thing you need to do is that you need to take your worry list and you need to make it your prayer list. All right? I mean, if today I was to ask you, what are the things that you're worried about in life? What are the things you're anticipating negative? What are the bad things going on in your life? Here's what Paul says. Don't act like they're not there. We're not talking in this series, guys about some kind of Pollyanna, positive thinking, everything's great in my life when it's not great in my life. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about being recognizing that everything in my life is not great. But here's what Paul says you do. You take your worry list and, and you just, you don't even have to rewrite it. You just have to change the label. You take your worry list and you make it your prayer list. Because Paul says, here's what you ought to do. Worry about nothing, pray about everything. Guys, too many of us live in our negative circumstances that which fills us with all kinds of worry. You know the word worry is similar to that word double-minded? The word worry in the Bible means to be torn in two directions. Oh, you, you believe in God and you got faith. But you got this health issue. You believe in God and you want things to be good, but you got this relationship issue. You believe God can take care of you, but you've got this financial issue. And so both these things are going on in your mind. You're double-minded. You're worried. And Paul says, here's what you do. Don't act like it's not happening. Just take this worry list and here's what you do. Make it your prayer list. I, I like how Peter puts it. First Peter 5 verse 7. He says, you are to... Cast all your cares on him, that's God. Cast all your cares on him, why? Because he cares for you. The the little wording there is to throw it at God. So you got your worry list. Here's all the things you're real concerned about. Sort of taking away your happiness and joy. No, not like they're not there. Just take them, ball them up, and in prayer, throw them to God. Just cast them at God. So, when these negative thoughts start happening, here's your, here's your border patrol. I'm going to take them. Not going to act like they're not there. But instead of worrying over and over and over and over again, I'm going to say, okay, what? God, thank you. You give me a great prayer list. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to take them, and I'm going to give them over to you. Because you care. And you got literally the power to do something about it, okay? So with our negative thoughts, that's our border patrol. Take your worry list and make it your prayer list. Now let's go to some more Paul's teaching in verse 8 there in Philippians chapter 4. 
Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you've learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice. Here we go again. And the God of peace will be with you. Okay? Let's set up our next border patrol. And this is the patrol to let the good stuff in. All right? And we're going back to two more lists. What we want to make is we want to make a to think list. And we want to make a to do list. All right? Paul says make a to think list and make a to do list. Now these... You know, our, our first was take your worry list, get rid of it, and, and let it become your prayer list. These go hand in hand. You want a to-think list, and you want a to-do list. Now, here's the good news, is they feed each other. What you think about will end up determining what you do, right? Men's Health Magazine said this month that men who look at pornography are much more likely to cheat on their wife than men who don't. Well, that shouldn't shock us. Why? Because what you think about, somewhere it's going to come out into your actions. Now, we didn't have to have that magazine to tell us that. That's why Jesus told us to not lust. It wasn't just about not lusting, but Jesus was wise enough to know that if you think something long enough, it's going to come out in your actions. That's why if you're bitter towards someone, unforgiving towards someone, you're harboring all kinds of resentment about someone who did you wrong, here's the deal, guys, is somewhere it comes out into your actions. So you've got to make sure that you have the correct to think list. Because that's going to lead to your to-do list. Now, here's the other part. Is your to-do list will often help your to-think list. You've ever heard someone say, act yourself into a better way of feeling? There's some truth in that. Sometimes when you get really stuck and your thoughts and feelings are not good, One of the best things you can do is get up and go do something positive. It it, it sort of jars the whole thing open. You know, I learned early in life when I got mentally stuck, the worst thing for me to do was to sit around and try to get unmentally stuck. You know what I'm saying? Just to think about it and think about it and think about it. It would just make me more stuck. How about you? Anybody else experience that? Y'all look at me like I'm crazy right now. Anybody else experience that? Okay. The best thing I could do was to get up and do something for somebody else. Go visit a nursing home. Go visit a widow or widower. It's all by themselves. Go do a good deed for someone who can't give anything back to you. Just jar yourself out by a good to-do list. Get on the phone and call somebody you know needs encouragement more than you do. And I'm telling you, wouldn't you do that? 
Instead of staying stuck over here in your thoughts and you begin to do something about it, let me tell you, it feeds the right thoughts. And so we got two things going on here. You've got your to think list and you've got your to do list and they begin to, f- to feed positive mental energy. Now let's go back and look at this a little closer. Let's look at Paul's to think list, okay? Let's just look at all of the words that Paul lists on this. Look at that next screen, if you would, Daniel. There we go. Now, this is a very fascinating list because here's what hits you as you study this. This is not necessarily a religious list. There's nowhere else in Scripture, and Paul makes lots of lists in Scripture, where any list Paul ever writes out compares to this one. In fact, those who researched it said this could be a common list in the first century that had nothing to do with religion or God. And so here's what I think Paul's saying. Paul's saying just in your everyday life, what are you looking for? What are you focused on? Look for things that are true and noble, and just, and pure, and lovely, and admirable, and excellent, and praiseworthy. Look at those things. Look for them. Oh, certainly, my goodness, when we think about God and His truth, certainly that adds to it. But sometimes we just need to look in our culture. Do we look for beauty? Do we look at art? Do we look at architecture? Do we look at the positive and praiseworthy things? Do we pick out admirable people? You know what I mean? We live in a culture that completely is absorbed with people that aren't admirable. I mean, it's the scandal of the weak. I mean, you know, the, the guy out there living the wholesome good life does not make it to entertainment tonight, does he? We're completely focused on the different. And Paul's saying, you know, if you want to have good mental health, If you want to put a border patrol around your life, guys, we live in a world where there's so many negative influences and thoughts. I mean, it's as natural as breathing to take those things in. Paul says, when you go to that movie, look for the good stuff in it. When you watch, maybe even the news, try to find something good and admirable. When you go out in the community, don't just focus on all the rotten things that are going on. Focus on the good things. And God will bless you. Just think about this for a second. How about if we take this list and we just think about the opposite? How about if we focus on, just just go down the list with me. What is untrue? What is not noble? What is unjust? What is impure? What is ugly? What is scandalous? What is of poor quality? What is worthy of criticism? You say, buddy, you've just named the evening news. I have. In fact, a good brother of mine, and I hadn't had the courage to do it yet, told me the best thing he could do for his thought process was to, wa- to stop watching the news. Because think, we focus on all of those things. And so, guys, when you focus on those kind of things, you're not going to end up with strong mental health. It's just not going to happen. So you got to put this border patrol up. What do you do? You take your worry list, make it your prayer list. Keep the negative things out. What do you do? You come up with a to-think list. 
This can help you think about the right things. This can let the right things in. Now, let, now let's close out by getting really, really practical here. I want to give you, I want to give you two tools that you could use this week to start changing the way you think, to put up a border patrol. First of all, let's work on a to-think list. And I'm going to give you five lists for you to make. Five lists of five things. I don't think it'd take you 30 minutes to make it at most. But I believe if we'd make this and focus on it, we could begin to have some victory. Number one, list five promises of God to claim. Just take five promises of God. Man, they are incredible promises in Scripture. I will never leave you nor forsake you. I've loved you with an everlasting love. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. He who began a good work in you will finish it in Christ. I mean, there's all kinds. List five promises of God. Number two, list five things you're thankful for. The problem is we start thinking about the things we don't like instead of the things we do like. List five things you're thankful for. Number three, list five strengths God has blessed you with. I don't know about you, but I can be really bad and go, you know what? I wish I had that gift or that talent or that strength. I wish I had that. You know what, guys? Everybody in here, God has given you some kind of strength, some kind of ability. Instead of focusing on the way you blow it, make a, a to think list of five strengths God's given you. Number four, here's a good one. List five people who love you the most. Just write down five people you know absolutely unconditionally they love you. If you can't come up with five people, just put my name on your list. You know your preacher loves you, all right? All right, five people who love you the most. Can you imagine just the joy that brings you when you think about your parents or your family, your friends and people who love you? And then number five, list five things you are looking forward to. What do you look forward to in life? My goodness, you know at the top of that list has got to be heaven. And all the things God's going to bless you with in your life. You see, our problem is we anticipate the bad things are going to happen in life instead of focusing on the good things. So my my first practical tool for you is to come up with a to-working-to-think list. Now, here's what i got to ask you is, are you going to do this? I mean, if you and I are really serious about developing a different mindset, guys, we're going to have to work at it. This is not just going to happen. And so I'm asking you right now, are you willing to take 20, 25 minutes to look at these five questions and write these things down and to write you down a to-think list that could really bless your life? How many will do that? Raise your hand. Awesome. All right. I, I tell you, try that. I believe it will absolutely bless us. Because here's our goal. Here's our goal is that our mind becomes so full of the right things and the lovely things and the positive things that when a, a negative, faithless thought comes into my brain, it's like coming into the mall parking lot during Christmas. It's going to have a hard time finding space. Okay? And again, the best thing you got to do, guys, you got to replace, guys. It doesn't work unless you replace the negative thoughts. Okay, close your, close your eyes just for a minute. Close your eyes. Here's what I want you to do. I want you just to visualize in your mind right now a giraffe in the middle of a beautiful field in Africa. There's a tree there and the giraffe in that long neck is reaching up to that tree 
and eating the fruit, the sun shining, it's a blue sky, it's beautiful, all right? Visualize that. Now, here we go. Stop thinking about that giraffe. (laughs) You doing very good? Okay, well, then keep your eyes closed. Now, what I want you to visualize is a hippopotamus in a muddy river in Africa, covered with mud, walking through that river. All right? Okay, now you can open your eyes. You don't stop thinking about the giraffe by saying, stop thinking about the giraffe. You've got to visualize something else. And a lot of us are so tired of these negative, persecuting thoughts that, that we just keep thinking them because we keep saying, stop thinking it, stop thinking it, it doesn't help you. All right? So maybe I should have done the hippopotamus first and then the giraffe. That would have been better. That would have been better, all right? But I hope you got the point. Now, here's what I want you to do. Let's go to tool number two. And to prepare you for this, ask a young man here in this church to, um, to say some words to us. So watch this little video. I'm not going to lie. Um, my mind is often a jumbled, busy, somewhat weird place. And um, there's just a lot of times that I need to be snapped back into reality. And one of the ways that has helped me for, gosh, over 10 years is to simply wear a rubber band around my wrist. And um, it helps literally snap me back into reality. The first time I ever used this trick, I was recommend, it was recommended to me by a friend. Not proud to say this, especially to the entire church, but uh, I, my language was awful. I, I played a lot of sports growing up and that kind of stuff, and so the, the language that we used on the practice field in the game was uh, not very holy. To, to say the least, and so it didn't matter how many times I prayed, how many times I went forward and and you know and confessed this sin, I just couldn't do anything about it. It, it just it always crept back in. And so a friend of mine recommended this. He said, uh, "Wear the rubber band around your wrist every time you cuss. Pop yourself." I was like, "It sounds pretty simple." He said, "We'll just give it a try." And so over the next few weeks and uh, several whelps on my wrist, um, it got better. And before long, you know, the language just wasn't that big of an issue anymore. And so since then, over the last, like I said, over a decade now, I've used it for a number of things. It's, um, it helped me with my language. It helped me um, get over a major addiction to pornography. Um, recently, I wore a pink rubber band for a while to remind myself not to take myself too seriously. And... Um, because who could take themselves seriously while wearing a pink rubber band around their wrist? It's, it's helped me with habits. It's helped me as a reminder to, to pray for my wife, to pray for other family members that are struggling, to pray for, pray for friends that are going through issues. And so, again, it's just that method of snapping me back into the reality that God wants me to live in. I love the statement he made there, is, is to snap us into the reality that God wants you to live in, all right? And so I appreciate that young man's name is Trey Hayes who shared that, and, and I appreciate Trey telling us how practical that's been in him cleaning up his language, cleaning up pornography, all those things. It's just, just to snap it. What he didn't tell you is when he first snapped it, he used to cuss, you know, when, he, when it hit him, but he, uh, he said uh, eventually it did get better, all right? So before you leave here today, we're going to give you rubber bands out for you to be able to take that and whatever mental struggle you have is, is to just 
To do something like we said last week decisively is to have something to snap. And so you're snapped not just to stop thinking about that negative thing, because the idea here is we're going to replace it with something positive, all right? So I, learned, I love this. Learn to snap yourself back into the reality God wants you to live in. Here's the truth, guys, is we are not living in the reality that God wants us to live in. It's so much better. And the battleground, guys, is the mind. And so here's what you got to have. Let me say it one more time. You must have a border patrol. Don't leave your borders wide open to mental terrorists. What do you do? Take your worry list and make it a prayer list. Just throw it on God. And then replace it with a to-think list that brings honor and glory to God. Well, right now, we're about to come up with a prayer list. And if you need some prayers today, if maybe this is the way that you need to snap yourself into reality is by coming before the church and simply saying, guys, you know, my thought life is so negative. I am addicted to this. I am struggling with this. Would, would you pray for me? So before we get out of here, guys, we're going to make up a prayer list that we believe could really bless you. And so if you need to come, why don't you come right now while we stand and sing?